0: To coming to the stage on the Sister Speak show. How are you this evening? Sister Speak, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action, a talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through art. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana. I am Ayana, the hostess. Creator and producer of the Sister Speak Show, and it is my pleasure meeting you and welcome to the first time listeners of the Sister Speak Show. The Sister Speak Show airs every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spreaker live, and you can also catch it on demand tonight, 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 all the way from Detroit. Michigan. Okay. A poet from the D. Her name is Dominique. She is going to be calling in at 705 and she is going to bless us everybody with two pieces. The first piece, Mirror Talk. Okay. And the second piece, Tears of a Black Man. That's what I'm talking about. Every one of the spoken word artists, the poetess, that have been on this show have been phenomenal. And I know you all have enjoyed them. So listen, Sundays is the platform. Tuesdays is coming to the stage. Thursdays is the culture climate. The special guests, we have special guest interviews, live performances, in-studio interviews, and live on location reports. The special guests who will be on the Sister Speak show are dynamic and impacting the community with their passions. The Sisters Speak Show is a talk show that will keep your mind and soul informed, energized, and encouraged. A cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be. No reckless entertainment, just responsible listening nourishment. Now, we've all been watching the news, and we know that Hurricane Harvey has really, really, really created a lot of catastrophes in Houston and the surrounding cities. And definitely our prayers go out to the victims and survivors. It is no joke. So, you know, we definitely want to keep everybody in our prayers. And as I had mentioned on the last show, you know, we want to be as prepared as possible for natural and supernatural disasters. But you know, this evening, everybody, I was looking through the magazine, I was reading Ebony, and there is a an article in there, and it's called The Truth About Black Love, a new OWN network docu-series that highlights African-American marriage in hopes of saving it. You know, and some of us have not seen the most perfect marriages. Some of us have seen marriages that have been disastrous and we have some have seen some that have been successful. But as I always say, I don't want anybody who's listening to ever be deterred from what love is supposed to be and the foundation that it's supposed to be on. Just because you have encountered some things, whether it is you experiencing it personally or just seeing other people go through it, that should never deter you from wanting to be a husband, from wanting to be a wife. And if you are married, if you are a husband, if you are a wife, I pray that your marriage is stronger today than it was yesterday. And I pray that there's a hedge of protection that is around your marriage so it will sustain and nothing will tear it asunder. You know, black love is something that is portrayed in movies and it is mentioned in poetry and so that's what I was kind of gearing towards you know being able to recognize that love is something that many people search for many people search for and want to have so on your journey just understand you've got to be patient that is the ultimate word you've got to be patient You've got to let this process happen, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, call, calling all the way from Detroit, Michigan. I want you to give it up. Come on now. Give it up for my sister, Dominique, who goes by a poet from the D. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I am absolutely... Honored and thrilled that you said yes and that you're on the phone right now. Well, I am honored and thrilled that you contacted me and I'm humbled by the opportunity and very grateful for the opportunity. Oh, uh, that's the most high is doing. Like I said, I go on the pages and, 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 and he just does the rest. So I knew that you would definitely fit into the Sister Speak show. And aren't we glad to have her listening audience? I mean, we've had so many people from... Different, you know, North Carolina has been represented now. We got Michigan in the house, okay? So, all right, Detroit, stand up. Yes, <laughs> all yes, right, so you know, my sister, tell let's just get right into it. You know, you definitely have a passion for spoken word. You know, I know that you love the most high God and his son, the Christ, and I and I know that he has given you a gift, a talent. So, when did you first speak? you know, your passion? When did you start writing your passion? Well, I've always had a passion for reading and writing. Um, Books and writing gave me an avenue to forget about, you know, the problems. And Mm -hmm. it gave me an avenue to express myself like, like none other. My first poem I ever performed was actually called What Shall I Do? I was only 12 years old and mm-hmm. was at my um, childhood church and I actually won second place in the contest right. through that poem. Okay, And ever since then, it's definitely a gift that God has given me. And ever since then, it's just been boom, boom, bam. This is what it is. And in the last year, under the leadership of my pastors at the Truth Church, mm-hmm. I have come into my gift and I've really submitted to God and I now understand this is my gift. Right. <laughs> this is what you given me to speak to his people. Right, definitely. And you said, what shall I do? Now, what space were you in when you created that? I was 12 years old, and I had really started, began to understand who God was mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And there was so much going on. And I remember um, the poem was just talking about how there were so, There's so much going on in the world, the evil of the world. Mm-hmm. And it was the question, what should I do as a 12-year-old preteen mm. who wants to be in church, who loves mm. God, has a heart for God, mm. but it's so many other distractions right. that, you know, were calling me that were not of God. Right. And my headspace, like I said, I was 12 years old, so I didn't know everything, mm-hmm. you know, but, I, but I knew enough head center of my life yes and at that moment I, I decided that this was a gift from God so I could use my poetry to do a number of things but mm-hmm. I decided to use the gift that God had given me to reach his people and to add to his kingdom right okay so then after what shall I do do you remember what your next piece was I do, actually. The next piece that I performed was um, a poem actually titled, Who Can? And Mm. I was a 12th grade senior about to graduate high school, and it was about um, domestic violence. I had a close friend who was going through that, Mm. and of course, at that age, we don't know whether we're supposed to tell or do we keep quiet. You know, there's a lot going on in an 18-year-old's mind. And I wrote that. I performed it at my high school talent show. Wow. And then I performed it again in Lansing at um, a conference, Michigan Youth and Government. Wow. Yes. And then my next one after that, I really don't remember, but I (laughs) know it was with Wayne State's choir. I sang with them for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and I did some poetry with them. So it's just poetry has been a running theme throughout my life. And it's really saved my life. Yes, yes, yes. I hear that often with many poetists, poets, spoken word artists, how this gift has allowed the caged bird to sing, if you will. You know, it has allowed you to be able to not keep things bottled up because I've, I've mentioned before that when you when you have things inside that need to come out, that have to okay. come out, and they don't, you know, you're a walking Time bomb at some point in time, it's going to erupt, and that lava is going to be so hot, you know, because it's been brewing inside of you. And with poetry, with spoken word, and being able just to write it out, you know, it allows us to heal, forgive, and not be um, angry all the time. You know, I often will write a letter to someone who has really gotten on my side where i feel like i need to pop off and <laughs> instead <laughs> instead of popping off and really you know losing points with the most high as far as how i'm supposed to i am supposed to conduct myself you know i often write a letter to the person and i won't even mail it but it feels good to get that out and 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 to then be relieved you know from that session. it's like an, your own therapy session if you will Yes, and I completely agree. And when we uh, talked the first time, we said it was, uh, I think we used the word, this was the most high is doing. And my pastor often said kingdom connections. And I truly believe that us interacting mm-hmm. is a kingdom connection because yes. everything you just said is what we have been talking about wow. and talking about how you can't keep things bottled up. I was um, a young lady who did keep things bottled up fear being judged or just didn't want to cause any issues so I did keep things inside but once I began to write them out it definitely helps it helps with the healing process Mm -hmm. the forgiving process and the moving forward because if you're bottled up you can't be a Christ like for anyone else right definitely and then you know let's look at um mirror talk that's going to be a poem that you're going to share with the listening audience because i want to transition because i i want to get back to the poem where you said who can because i want to elaborate more on that especially with the topic of domestic violence if we have time but i definitely want you to be able to come to the stage and share with the listening audience these two pieces that you're going to bless us with so brothers and are you ready for mirror talk right now yes ma'am okay well brothers and sisters Coming to the stage is a poet from the D, and here is Mirror Talk. As I stared into the mirror, the mirror came to life. Glass that reflected a soul I no longer knew. A woman whose identity was long ago stolen by the sins, tragedies, and isms of life. Seek, invited in my co pilot whose name happens to be depression and whose agenda is death. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're wondering who I am. What can be worse than death? Well, my name is doubt, and I'm the opposite of faith. The image on the mirror seemed to taunt me with defeat, and to be honest, I felt like I was already dying. But a distant voice that felt like satin and sounded like stoke spoke into my ear and pierced my broken heart. This voice was my own. One I used to know, I recognized the fighter in my long forgotten tone. This voice spoke and with each word the image in the mirror seemed to fade away like the wind in waves eroding a rock at sea. I began to finally see the old me. Mm. She said, sister, why are you letting life knock you down and the enemy have control? Why are you placing your emotions in the bankruptcy file when the should be in God's control? Where is your faith? All hope isn't lost. You are a child of the king. Have you forgotten what he did? Mm. Paid the ultimate cost. How can you give up and let this evil darkness into your spirit when he's already given you the victory? You just have to see it. Not every day is easy, and not every moment is okay, but my dear, you must keep your eyes on the prize, and that is the book of life. In a flash, the voice was gone, and the mirror reflected me. because i need more time and dominique you know people are chatting right now let me tell you we got someone saying that domi is one of the greatest inspirational people i've ever met good job boo. Oh, love you wow. you've got her name is jasmine harrell harwell oh, wow. you it wow. says wow. uh yes. it makes you angry to bottle it up then you got alex jackson saying that's my big sister i'm so proud I of serving the kingdom with the, her gifts truly inspirational shout to your peoples that's what i'm talking about show some love oh that is beautiful yeah your people your people are definitely in the building and so you know we got 27 minutes and i want to hear tears of a black man but i gotta talk about this piece that you just said (laughs) i mean i mean you are speaking to many sisters and i'll say Mm -hmm. even brothers but really many sisters where the light went out in their eyes Where the pain became so heavy, where they entrusted something into someone else, expecting them to protect them, but they checked out on them. And so because it's on autopilot, you allowed all these emotional things to come in and crash this thing that we had. Yes. When we began to, without speaking my truth and my story, when we began to go on autopilot, there are so many things we become open and susceptible to. Oh, yes. Whether it's in the spiritual realm or the natural yes. realm, we become open to so many different things yes. that God has no Mm-hmm. nothing to do with right and we began to eat from um certain plates that we don't need to eat from yes say it we read things we see things say it and that in turn that messes up our spirit say it say it and that and depression and doubt they go hand in hand yes when you begin to doubt and you begin to relinquish your faith that gives depression all the power oh yes definitely oh my gosh you said a mouth and see and also when it comes to that depression you know it leading into depression a lot of people you know they just check out and they some never check back in never never check never. back in and miss out on one of the greatest gifts of life and okay. that is the ability to feel and the ability to love and sometimes we get in these relationships and you know you stay too long and you yeah. and you stay too wrong. And, you know, <laughs> hello. And, you know, but a lot of times, like I said, you know, it's just really good to extract from a relationship and being able to not let what can overcome you depression and doubt. And I'm not saying that, you know, the first time that somebody breaks your heart that you're not going to experience overwhelming depression. I know I did. You know, I didn't want to come outside. You know, I, 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 I was I had invested Over invested in the person and not invested in myself. And you have to love yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm actually writing a book right now. The title of that book is Journey to Self Love. Yes. definitely and you want to be able to withdraw from yourself and if you're so busy depositing in somebody else's life making sure they eat making sure they have gas in their car and i'm just putting out the thing because some of us sisters man sometimes man we will spend a whole check on a guy and let him take your car for the day and he don't even come get you when it's time for you to be picked up from work i mean it can get real deep okay and you see i thank god that i've that however i know so many of uh-huh. my friends who have yes so i take inspiration from that and i write what god gives me yeah to help them begin to heal definitely definitely and now speaking of healing that's a great segue into the next piece tears of a black man so if you're ready to come to the stage we're ready to have you Yes, ma'am. Let's go. Okay, brothers and sisters, we're going to hold our applause until the end, but this is my sister, a poet from the D, coming to the stage, Tears of a Black Man. Take it away, my sister. Have you ever heard a black man cry? Have you witnessed tears fall from his weary eyes Mm -hmm. unto his black face? I have. And it's the most beautiful, heartbreaking scene ever. It tugs at your heartstrings and plays sympathy's violin. A black man crying is worse than Mufasa dying. Mm. A black man crying is as beautiful as a baby's first breath. Mm. It seems as if his tears waters the ground and makes room for flowers too pretty to touch, Mm. but too strong to wither. A black man's cry is stronger than the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's a movement with the strength of 10,000 men. So you can imagine that a black man's cry is needed. He's told to be strong, provide, and never cry. But I submit that the tears of the black man are heaven sent. Mm. They are like unicorn tears, precious, so rare that most times we overlook them. Sometimes we don't even seem to care. Mm. His cry means pain is getting thick and too heavy to bear. However, society would argue that my black brother still know pain. Mm. But how can they not? Stolen from home, <laughs> off to a foreign land, stripped up his masculinity, mm. beaten, killed, mocked over and over again, emasculated in front of his children and wives. Yeah. I think any black man needs a good cry. Mm. Tease because his daddy's gone and he's left to be the man. Pick up the pieces. No longer a boy, but a broken man trying to fit in where this world tells him to. So he searches aimlessly for a seat on the bus of happiness, only to be rejected by the system never meant to work for him. beautiful heartbreaking healing scene thank you Ooh, give it up yes 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 oh my gosh you know it is amazing to be able to have you on this on, uh, on coming to the stage and to have had poetically and to have had Lauren chaler on the on on the stage because you all are so deep and it's like we talk about something and then the next show, some, uh, you know, one of you all will come on and then you are speaking. your poetry is directed towards conversations, previous conversations that we had. Because we yeah. talked about the tears of a black man and, you know, it being OK for a brother to cry. And mm-hmm. and and, you know, that goes back to not, you know, not keeping things on the inside. And the problem that I see And you have a very beautiful voice, by the way. I just want you to know that. Um, Oh, yes, most definitely. I I, I definitely enjoy listening to you. The problem that I have is that our sisters like to emasculate our brothers when they do cry. They like to say that you a sucker, you know, or you, you know, he's a punk. And I just want to know to my sisters who will be, who might be listening live and will listen on demand. Who taught you that? Who taught you that it was okay to emasculate and to make your brother, your brother, okay? The leaders, the kings, okay? Who taught you that? Who where do you learn such foul behavior from that you think it's okay to pop off? Like, I see it all the time. It's like some of our sisters can't wait to pop off because they're trying to show off to somebody that they know how to pop off and disrespect a brother. And you want to yeah, know. No, go ahead. No, um, go ahead. I can be transparent and say that that was, was, was me. Right, that right. Was definitely me. Um, my hmm. mom. Mouth- I was Mm -hmm. a two-edged sword. (laughs) Yes, yes. And it it didn't mind cutting you. And it's not so much that we're taught that. I think it's because within our black community, there's so many single mothers, Mm -hmm. and it's so Mm -hmm. what we have to build back up, that we're taught we have to be the head women. So now what I want to instill in my daughters and my little cousins is we have to let the man lead. We have to be that soft. You know, Say a it. soft woman and let them leave as long as he's letting God leave him. Amen. So it's 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 all a cycle, mm-hmm. but we can start to break the cycle first with self. Mm-hmm. Gotta check self. Yes. And then we have to check each other, hold one another accountable, yes. and be there for one another. Because yes. It's okay for black men to cry. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, you just said so much. And see the thing about it is what I remember this all the time. You know, you sit in church on a Sunday and the pastor talks, goes through Ephesians. He goes to chapter five and he starts talking about women submit yourselves unto your husband. And mm-mm, um, it gets, it gets, yeah, I'm not doing that. And you know what? And that's why you're bitter and you're miserable. I'm telling you, you got to obey that command. That's how it works. The most high God knows how this marriage thing goes. He knows yes. our roles. If he tells you, as a woman, that these are the traits, the characteristics, the fruit of the spirit, these are, you know, looking in Proverbs, these are the things that you are supposed to have, then um, you better get it together. Why? Because the most high God knows who you are and he knows who that man is. He knows more about us than we know about ourselves. And he created this brother. He created you. So he knows what he's saying when he assigns are descriptions and if you don't want to submit then how do you submit to the most high god how do you skip over man which was given to you to submit to how do you just go ahead and choose pick and choose what you're gonna do when you feel like it that's how you end up missing out on this whole thing and you become miserable i would definitely agree and in our vacation bible school this year we talked about the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. and the one that hit me the most was temperance and kindness. Yeah, working on those two will literally change your very being. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. We would just be more kind to one another. Yes, and work on our patience and yes. think before we speak. It would change so much. Oh yes, you know? it would. Oh yes, it would. Yes, it would. And you know, we are always a work in progress. Let me. Okay, I'm about to read you some more. People are chatting. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm trying to scroll and not mess this up. But for some reason, okay. Uh oh, found it. Let's get it. Satan, you are a liar. Okay, we got over invested preach no more deposits you got Rhonda still standing jackson we got oh hi mom shout out to you we've got writers ma. we've got tamia tate dami is the yes, real girl look yes. she said you are the real mvp i love your pimples you know, okay i, have a very strong support system. I love it to my, my mother
1: my yes. husband my, my
0: siblings yes my Shout out to my family, my church family. I have a very strong supportive system, and that matters. Yes. That really matters. Yes, and okay, so your mom said, that's my daughter, that's my baby. And and then she said, proud mom moment, love my baby. And then you have Brian John Henson, who just- Oh, hello sir nice to meet you you have a wonderful wife and he gave you he look he gave you four fire emojis we are in the house girl you are on fire and i love it i love your peoples for showing up and standing up shout out to detroit so yeah. we got 14 minutes and you know um and first of all you have to come back on the show please oh wonderful yeah you you this this cannot be a one-time situation so I want to touch on the poem Who Can because you said it was you had a friend who was in a domestic violence situation in high school around the 12th grade is when you wrote it and high school domestic violence adult domestic violence you know is is something that does happen and sometimes it is overlooked until the person ends up dead you know I've yes. watched a lot of documentaries where The love got out of control and the emotions were too strong. And, you know, whenever you fornicate, you are bringing spirits into your life and there is a grip that comes on you and you are supposed to. That's why I say, please teach your children to be virgins. There's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so with the domestic violence situation, what do you think are the things maybe just give me maybe about maybe three or four things that you think lead to these type of situations well the first thing is um parents who are inactive or parents who want to be friends Mm -hmm. that's the first thing my mom was on top of me like right on right yes and i appreciate it now yes The, the second thing is Definitely the jealousy and the control. It'll start off as, oh, I don't want you talking to him or her. Mm-hmm. And then it'll creep into make sure you text him when you get home. If mm-hmm. you don't text it's an issue. And I actually saw this play out in front of my eyes. We would go to um, high school basketball games, and he didn't even go to our school. Mm. And there he was. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth thing, I think, would definitely be self-esteem. And that's actually kind of number one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Self-esteem. Our young ladies—it seems that the roles have reversed. When I was growing up, the men, boys, are more after sex. Yes. Now it's the young ladies. Yes. Yes, and it the is. Self-esteem is so low that they think that their vagina will, will lead to happiness. Right. But that isn't the case at and all. I have I have two two little cousins in my life who I love dearly, and I try to tell them every time, "Don't you do this?" And it's, you, we, we can't bash them. And right. Die, right. Die. Right. I have to explain that your body is a temple. Yes, your body is the most sacred thing you have to protect. Right, and with with the sex comes the soul ties. Mm-hmm. Comes thus the spirits and the demons because it is very real. Right. people writing some girl <laughs> they, I, look, they is serious on here you know But and and you know and one thing I also wanted to say getting back to that is that look we gotta stop thinking that it's okay that we take pictures of little kids and put them in sexually suggestive poses, yes. that we stop having these little girls with their hands on their hips doing these booty dances. You know, it is not cute for you to have a two-year-old with their arm, with their shirt hanging off their arm trying to make them look sexy. What's going on with y'all today? It is not okay to have these little girls, buying these clothes for these little girls that make them... When I went to school you could not dress like that you couldn't have your stomach showing you couldn't you couldn't be walking around with no bra on like it's just a thing to do you know you couldn't you know there was a level of dress code but i have got this and respect and i have just got to challenge these mothers stop over sexualizing your daughters like talk to them you know um I've always wanted, you know. I have a niece, and she's a beautiful young girl, you know. And I want her to stay looking a certain way, and and you know, and and not putting herself out there. But because I'm not her mother, I can't control certain things. But there have been some pictures that I have seen that I have just had to be like, you know, God, she's in your hands, you know. You know, that's when you just have to start praying. But it's not okay having these little girls out here looking older than what they do when I was fifteen. Okay. I would, it, I, I look like I was still playing recess, okay? <laughs> okay, you go outside. Like, I went outside when I was young. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I played when I was young. These kids don't even know what it is to play. You tell them, let's go outside and play, and they look at you like you're crazy. Huh? Okay? Yeah. And so. I have a two year old you uh-huh. saw on my Instagram. Yeah, she's beautiful. In, um, her name is Grace. Oh. And my prayer. I have two prayers that I pray daily. The first one is, Lord, please let me be on this earth long enough to raise my child. That's my first prayer. My second prayer is, Lord, please, you guide her steps and she listens. Um, I I think I have a little controlling type, parenting type, and that's okay. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. But when I look at my daughter and I look at other children around her same age, I just... It's such a difference. Not to say she's better. Not to say that they're less lesser than her. That's not the case. But I am raising a queen and a child of God, so I have to instill in her now that you are a queen, you are a child of God, and you are somebody. Yes. So all that you know, fast stuff, and not in my house. It wasn't accepted in my mom's house. Not in her mom's house. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. can't be accepted in mine. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to draw the draw the line at Mm -hmm. respect. Right. Without respect, you have nothing. Right, exactly, and and we also, you know, a lot of, you know, because parents are younger than what they used to be, so yes. you know, they're these girls. Children are watching you, period, point. Like, they're watching your every move. They see it when you have five or diff- five or six different guys coming in the house. They see, they see, you know, they're going to pick up on everything. They see, okay, mama got a new living boyfriend this week. And like I said, now you're putting your daughter and your son in jeopardy because you don't know sometimes who you bringing into your home. Why would you bring Satan to your home on purpose? It's not enough that he's an enemy of us and we got to fight him every day and we don't know which way he's coming sometimes. But to purposefully plant someone in your home that could create the disasters that we talk about that could lead to domestic violence. And some of these little girls have seen their mama get beaten up. They've seen their daddy be beaten up. And, I'm, and we also need to disclose this, that domestic violence is not a one gendered situation. It is not just men hitting women. Women, you strike, you like to raise your fist, you like to challenge men, and sometimes you get laid out and I'm not trying to be funny I'm being serious you walk up to a man like you Billy bad and you you can fill in the blank and the next thing you know you get two piece and you're trying to figure out what happened you walked up on a strong man don't you ever in your life run up on a man because you could get served and I'm not trying to be funny but we've got to stop antagonizing these men and trying to bait them into some fights and trying to then call the police and pretend like you know it's not your fault these things are true yeah. these you know they're truth and stop always trying to threaten to call the police when you are the one that started it you know we got to have a level playing field when we talk about domestic violence men are abused and women are abused. Just like men get raped and women get raped. See, I'm not here for this, okay, I'm strictly just a woman and I'm going to ignore everything around me. No, I'm here for humans. And since I'm here for humans, I'm trying to tell you women, you better slow your roll. Because I have seen some women get laid I don't condone it. I don't condone any of it, but we've got to get to a point where we can communicate successfully, where we can take time out because I'm learning this. I'm married too. you know, give a man his space when things are a little intense. Don't egg him on to to have a conversation. Let him cool off. You know, these are just things that I have learned, but I am not with. Our people continually to carry on and fight to the point to where the cops got to get called. You know, now the, the children chip- are How you know, long? It's just a lot that plays into that. Yes. It, 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 It it all goes back to having a strong foundation and God as the center. You have to have God as a center so that you can pray. You can go to your pastor. Amen. You can seek that. You know, you have to have that foundation because if you don't, you can't build a house on a weak foundation. Mm -mm. build a house on a weak foundation is going to fall apart. Mm -mm. And for anybody who thinks that they don't need the most high God. I, I challenge you not to lean to your own understanding, because yes. when you lean to your own understanding, you you tend to think things like I can make it on my own. I don't need him. No, you need him in every aspect of your life and you never need to be ashamed of him. No, I don't care where you work. I don't care where you go to school. You better always always be able to say I know that he is the most high God I do believe in his son the Christ and without them you are not going to make it there is you're you're headed for destruction guaranteed it'll only get worse it will my life changed when he came into my life I'm talking about he literally saved me from myself I was I was headed for disaster sis I was headed for disaster you know my own thoughts You know, not understanding that he completes me and not a man. You understand? Mm -hmm. A man can only compliment you or conflict you, but he can never complete you. Only Mm -hmm. the most high God can. And so that's what I want to challenge my listening audiences. To stop looking for a man to complete you. Stop looking for a woman to complete you. The only one who can make you whole. Because you obviously are acknowledging that you're broken or you're without and you're lacking. The only one who can make you whole is the most high God. Yes, yes. Yes, that is so true. We have to understand that he's the center of our joy, the center of our growth. And once you come into that understanding and accept that he is who he is, you begin to see it almost like um, Paul, when he was on the road to Damascus, yes. and the, um, the scales came up, and Ananias began to pray for him. Yes. You'll see those scales begin to fall. Same. Because God is taking you, you. You surrendered to him and gave him the yes. The power of that word, yes, and move mountains. and when mm. you give that word yes you actually invite the Lord into your life yes you do yes you do and and he wants to be there you know why wouldn't he want to be there for his chosen people period mm-hmm. point blank and you got to know that you are a chosen people you really got to know that because if you don't know that then you're lost you know my sister we got three minutes left I could talk to you for another two hours <laughs> Same here. This is great. I could oh my actually God. my first interview really? I was so nervous and uh-uh. dr- you know, in my feelings and I said, Well Lord, it's in your hands. Um, my my mom, my pastors, and my, you know, just my family have been contacting me, and it's gonna be okay, and, you know, God is with you, and I appreciate that, because this has been such, um, it's been a a breath of fresh air, and Mm I really appreciate the opportunity once again, Mm -hmm. and I thank you for reaching out to me. Yes, no, you know, you know, oh, gosh, I got chills right now, because I'm just so excited, you know, this has just been perfect. Your voice is clear, you're intense, you're serious, I know that you are kept by the Most High God. I know you mean what you say and you say what you mean. I know you've seen a lot and you're able to help other sisters. And I can hear the fact, the healing in your voice, you know. And you are able, you're going to be able to touch many people. I hope that you go on bigger platforms than the Sister Speak Show, even though I expect my platform to continue to grow. I hope you, thank you. I hope you, and I received that. I hope you get, you know, more people inviting you out listen listening audience if you know anybody who has a platform bigger than the sister speaks show you have got to hit this sister up and now you're going to tell them how they can get in touch with you on your social media platforms you can find me on facebook at a poets from the d instagram a poet from the d and my email is a poet from the d 91 at gmail.com I respond pretty quickly I'm on social media um a lot I'm really trying to build my social media audience right now Mm I do have a book I'll be releasing so I'm just trying to build my audience and to brand myself so that's what I'm doing right now and I am just ecstatic (laughs) about what God is doing in my life amen 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 and look so now when this book comes out honey you know Now, you know, you go, okay, okay, so I'm just going to say it. You know you've got to come back on here. You know, any way that we can support you, promote you. You know, I enjoy making the known known, and that's what we do here. My sister, Dominique, you have been a blessing to this show. I got a minute left. I'm getting ready to close this thing out. Listen, audience, I just want you to really understand that we have been blessed today by a poet from the d check her out on instagram check her out on facebook hit her up her eat hit up her gmail and be on the lookout for her book that will be dropping soon and she will be coming back to the sister speak show i feel like we winning out here so my sister thank you so much and i will talk to you later okay thank you okay bye-bye bye-bye Oh, so excited. Detroit stand-up. You all represented today. Thank you so much. You have been a blessing. This has been the Sister Speak show. This Thursday, my guest Coco May will not be on because there have been a situation with um, with them, but we will reschedule. But you get ready for this Sunday. Holloman Roofing and Construction will be on. And then next Tuesday, come to the stage, Ariel Capo, the Sister Speak show, and I'm out. <laughs>